Yes, sir. What do you see on your screen? A very angry Christopher Lee. This is my face when we have to cover Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. Because my <laughs> God, some weeks I don't know. Was it just me or was last night's Raw kind of weird? Well, not, not only was it weird. Now, now I admit uh, that I may look a little rough. Um, tonight because uh, uh, I've been under the weather, but I'll tell you, um, it was very easy to get some sleep after watching Monday Night Raw. It's like it's like Night Will. It's just like what? What was oh, Holy that? crap! What was that last night? My so. Goodness. So I switched up my my routine because I, I was just feeling so um, beat up. So I I actually got in bed before Raw started, which typically I try to avoid. You know, because if I have a pillow and then Monday Night Raw, the combination is just lethal. Um, <laughs> and, and I had to um, I had to fight to keep my eyes open since my head was on a pillow as I was watching it. Um, this this is just absolutely brutal, and um, unfortunately, um, we do have to cover Monday Night Raw. Um, so, uh, but on the positive side, um, this is going to be an abbreviated show in terms of weekly coverage because we only have this and then. The AEW full gear predictions, um, yeah. in addition to some of our bonus stuff, which Elio tells me that I'm going to end up going on rant. Now, um, Sajan, so how was the start of your week besides uh, last night's episode, bro? Well, well, like I said, like I said, I, I was uh, I've, I've been very under the weather for the last uh, two days. So uh, it's been it's been a little bit rough, um, but uh, you know, d- going good, and you know, at least I'm uh, at least I'm here tonight, so I can't really complain. All right, and I'd say I actually I, I went into the library today just to hang out for a bit. I did some. I was gonna watch a movie, but I kind of just uh, wandered around, just looking at just looking at DVDs on the shelf. And, Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm getting a real big kick out of some of your uh, movie selections that we that we've been going over lately. And I actually have uh, two of my own that um, that I'm going to add to the rep- the repertoire this evening. Well, uh, go on. One one of which I. Highly, highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Uh, the first one is Seven, starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt from 1995. And the second one was uh, Van Helsing from 2004. Van Helsing. How interesting, considering my profile picture. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and see... <laughs> 
and see how shit works out. We got Dracula and then the the vampire hunter who became a va- who became a werewolf to defeat Dracula. <laughs> All right, so we see we tell uh, we let the fans uh, you know what we have tonight. Of course, we have raw. Full gear, and then I have a couple of uh, top 10 uh, WWE themes, top 10 lists for you, Ben. You see, people, this is this is where I'm, I'm very happy that we are not a video podcast. Because if you could actually see my hand in front of my face right now... As I weep, I'm, I'm looking for a tissue because last several times that we have dealt with these uh, top ten lists, you know, I, I feel I feel like pu- punching my computer in the face. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like Dana Brooks' uh, fiance who got arrested for um, for going and actually finding one of the internet trolls and punching them in the face. Oh, what? When did this happen? Uh, a few days ago. What? Um, what in the world? What's that? And what, what, uh, was that, what was that about? Oh, uh, well, it's just it's just what I said. So this internet troll was uh, talking some smack, and Mr. Uh, Ulysses Diaz who is a professional boxer and MMA fighter, uh, went and punched it, punched this person in the face. Wow. <laughs> and and is, not, is now um, under investigation for, um, for assault and battery, I think. Jeez. All right, in addition to that, um, we have our, our movie segment also, Ben. This week, we are going to take a look at a show from one, an episode of Memphis Wrestling. And we're also going to take a look at Hulk Hogan's unseen matches from, from the 1991. Oh, God. Well, that, that might cause some controversy on the show t- tonight because I don't think a lot of people uh, like Hulk Hogan these days. So, um... So, like, well, I'm just going to run down the results, but, um... It, it was interesting. It was uh, better than the women's best women's matches, which I can't really say it's best was a best of video because that was weird. But yeah, then we're gonna have the coming soon, which uh, when I when I tell you that when I tell you what what's coming soon because I looked at recently added a list and. There are some pretty interesting shows, like I've mentioned on past episodes, but they've also released a bunch of um, SWS videos. So I'll go over that. SWS is Super World Series. I've never even heard of it. So it's a, it was a company from in Japan uh, back in nineteen around the nineteen nineties. So, see, the, some people might be like, you know, why do you do um, all these, you know, old segments and wrestling shows? And the, the reason why, um, ladies and gentlemen, is because Elio and I come from different eras of professional wrestling. So I find it extremely entertaining uh, and 
quite frankly educational when um, when he uh, helps me um, break down some of these older cards I've never heard of because you know I I consider myself a semi wrestling uh, student you know having been a, f- a fan for so long. So uh, whenever I can uh, I- increase my knowledge of the business, I always jump at the opportunity. So I look forward to your breakdown. And, and also, like, these shows that uh, we're going to be going through, I've never even seen them before. That's why they're unseen matches, because I've never, no one's, I'm, I've never seen them. Unless you, unless you were in Japan in an, around 1990, 1991, you haven't seen these well, matches. Well, um, I was two and three years old at, at that point, so... Uh, so no. by, by the way, uh, we're, we're going to be going to Japan in a future episode, so I hope you have your passport ready. I will make I will make sure I have it stamped, sir. Thank you for your consideration. <laughs> God, God, God knows you don't want to get stopped by TSA in in this day and age. Good lord. <laughs> All right, so uh, basically we get into uh, Monday Night Raw. Do we have to? Uh, you know. know what? Let me let me crack my Mountain Dew before we get into this. You know what? Why don't you just do highlights and lowlights? Because this episode of Raw was just all over the place. It was so weird, and I don't understand what they were doing with this whole Kevin Owens uh, thing all through throughout the entire night. Thank you, thank you so much for <laughs> for mentioning that first. I, I really do appreciate it um, because um. That was the first thing that we saw after the highlight package. Oh, I know. We saw Biggie and Kevin Owens uh, sitting backstage. Kevin Owens telling like, you're one of the people I respect. You know, and uh, I, I hope you believe me that what I did last week wasn't intentional and all that. Yeah, and, and what confuses me about this is, okay, I understand that Owens is a baby face now. Is he after the ending? After that ending, is he? <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know. But you know, like I said, as far as I know, uh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've had technical difficulties here, and what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, my my head and headphones are having a match on top of my head. Hang on one sec. You know, this is audio. No one can see you, sir. <laughs> yes, but it, it's it's for comfort purposes. Okay, I think I think we're good now. All right, um, so go on, continue. You were saying. So, so it's very uh, confusing to me because, you know, I know he's supposed to be a babyface, but the fact that he's like begging for forgiveness or like understanding over something he didn't even do uh, make makes him look very weak, and I don't like that presentation. It reminded me of like a little brother tagging after the big brother, begging them. Uh, not to tattletale on uh, on them for doing something to their parents. 
and it, 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 it was just very weird. And it wasn't just one segment, ladies and gentlemen. They it did, was throughout the night. It was like a theme of oh the show. God. And this show was so... Um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Disjointed? Exactly. <laughs> that was that was the fucking word to a T, baby. Thank you. So I was like, "What word? What, what's the D word I'm looking for?" Um, <laughs> but it, it was just I don't I don't know I don't know what they're doing, ladies and and gentlemen. I mean, I I sit there sometimes and. I have to wonder to myself, you know, who, number number one, who writes this shit? And number two, how does it make the air? Because, because, you know, all you gotta do is look at the script and say, you know, this shit makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. And, and, and no, I, can't, I can't believe what I'm looking at here. 11 matches in total. Are you kidding and and the thing the, the the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, the the whole uh, theme of the evening wasn't even like the worst part of of the night. And I, for your sake and for for mine, especially since I took up some of your time with my own personal wrestling match, uh, which probably made for some awkward airtime, <laughs> I'm going to um. To make it up to you by just doing the uh, highlights and lowlights of Monday Night Raw. Because... Well, this, well, this is why I was doing commentary when uh, your hat and your headphones were having a match to fill the airtime. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that very much. So, um, oh, uh, wrong, uh, wrong tab. Excuse me. Okay, here we go. Um, so, this was so stupid. So, like I said, uh, the, the evening starts with, uh, Kevin Owens and Big E. If it had just been that one segment, it would have been fine. But as we would, as we would find out, that wouldn't be the case. So, speaking of, of, of low, low lights, I really... I don't know if I want to call this a low light or not, but I want to get your your feeling on it. What do you think of the, of the Seth Rollins thing? What do you mean Seth Rollins thing? Like, like the whole um, visionary and like, because his his outfit was so fucking. Oh, weird. oh, his, oh, his whole character. Yeah. Some weeks his outfits are pretty cool. Other weeks uh, they're like kind of like what? Well, well, this this one just made him look stupid. <laughs> you know, I um, it was it was a, a blue and red, right? Yeah, and you know, obviously in that situation, you're we're gonna get you look stupid chance, which is exactly what happened. Look, well, some weeks his outfits do look stupid. Like, well, like I just well, said, some weeks his outfits are pretty cool. Well, yeah, and and I agree. But like to me, 
the you look stupid chance do not um I know it's a it's a way to draw heel heat and that's and that's fine. Um but to me it just makes the performer look bad. But having said that, um Seth Rollins plays this character very well and it is uh, my favorite iteration of him since uh, since the architect. I By the way, the, the the you look stupid chant. You could thank Seamus for that. Yeah, with the uh, with the mohawk. Yeah. I uh, good lord, you know, and and that's the, that's another thing. Seamus is such a legitimate badass that it's just. It does him a disservice, and it, I, I don't understand it. But oh, I know so, that so is, is he on Raw or SmackDown? Uh, he is on. Uh, I think he's on uh, SmackDown now. Why? Did but, they, why did they put him in the Survivor Series? Well, okay, okay. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you mentioned the Survivor Series because that's going to be my my ultimate low light here in a few minutes. I just have a couple more things I, I want to um, okay. mention here. So match one has to be a low light for me. This was stupid. I'm because between but between how the show started. And and this, I'm looking at my clock, and I remember specifically, it was 8.34, and I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be such a long night. And I, ladies and gentlemen, I was so pissed off last night, not, not even... Not even at the um, at the show, even though we had plenty of reason to get pissed off at the sh- at the show that we were subjected to last night. But I I felt like absolute shit because I hadn't slept in over you know thirty six hours, and and I'm trying to watch Monday Night Raw to do a semi coherent podcast on the subject. You know, but anyway, before I get too ranty, um. This match made absolutely no sense whatsoever. You have you have the Street Profits, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle tagging up in an eight-minute tag match against Styles, Omas, and the Dirty Dogs. Okay, now now I love the Street Profits and, and Randy Orton and Riddle. You can just have a, a badass tag match there. We've we've seen that plenty of times. Not that I need to see it again, but if you're going to do that, if you're going to have these guys in the ring together, that's awesome. But just have it be that because between Oma Oma, I don't even know how to pronounce his name half the time. What is it? Omas. Omas. Yeah. He is he is so fucking terrible, and like the the dirty dogs, like I can't take it seriously. You know, the, these guys are legitimately um, two extremely good wrestlers that have just been absolutely destroyed in, in the case of Robert Roode. I mean, let me tell you something, people. There is nothing glorious about Robert Roode right now. Okay? You don't like Big Bob? 
<laughs> no, I don't. I, I wish, I wish that particular dirty dog would tuck his tail and hide, so I wouldn't have to see this shit on my TV. Um, so that's a that is a low light for sure. And and on top of this. This match, to, to my point, because I was I was looking at the clock, like I said earlier, and it was 8.34. This match went 21 minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah, it did. And I'm sitting there like, da, 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 da. you know, move, like, move along, please. What the Help me. Because... One, we've seen this before, and two, god damn, you know, can we do something different to to inject Monday Night Raw with a little bit of uh, with a little bit of enthusiasm here? And so, okay, this is where I get pissed, and, and this ties into my ultimate low light for the for the evening. Okay, now Dominic Mysterio versus Bobby Lashley. We know know that Bobby Lashley is going to destroy Dominic. That's not my problem. My problem is, as I stated on on the show on Saturday, um, it was actually recorded on the the 6th, to be exact. Um, Well, that would have been Saturday. But anyway, I'm all discombobulated because of stupidity. Anyway, um... The Survivor Series teams were selected by Adam Pierce uh, ahead of time on because WWE announced the team selections on Twitter beforehand instead of having qualifying matches. The teams are just there, which which made no sense. And I went on a very compelling rant, at least in my mind. Um, you know, go back and uh, go back and take a listen to it, and then uh, you know, and and see if you agree with me or not. Um, but the thing is, uh, one Dominic Mysterio should not be on the team in the in the first place, uh, which I which I agree with. Um, but then, why would you have why why would you have him? Have, having to win a uh, a qualifying match to stay on the team when nobody else had to have a qualifying match. I was begging for qualifying matches last week, but it's too damn late now because the, the the teams are already selected. Now, granted, maybe they saw okay, this is weak, but you shouldn't have announced this shit, and it could have been organized so much better. Um, you know, I just I get so irritated. So that that's number that's number one, the actual process of how this took place. Number two, Adam Pierce was made to come off like an absolute moron. What's going on with your cousin? I I I don't know, and I I wish he was my cousin, so I could I could call him and say, uh, Adam. Uh, they made you look like a dumbass, bro. Because, like, I understand that 
you know, he kind of turned heel after the attack with Brock Lesnar. You know, find him $1 million. That, that's all good. Um, but why would he say that he wants Raw to win in the Survivor Series? Why are they making this Raw versus SmackDown this year? Um... Which makes no sense. Isn't that, what they do? Isn't that what they do every year? Well, yes, but this year in particular, it makes no sense. And hear me out on this. Okay. Because Adam Pierce runs both shows. <laughs> yeah. He's, what? He's, yeah, yeah. Okay, that doesn't make sense. You're right. He's the authority figure for both shows. And, and, and so is uh, Sonia Deville, for that matter. So... Either way, these people are going to have winning teams. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. What the? I didn't think about it. It's it's like having the same coach for for, on both sides of the Super Bowl sidelines. That is so stupid. And and I'm I'm sitting there like. Really? I mean, this is, and this took up a solid chunk of time, this promo, and I, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Did, did nobody check the script on this one? You know, and and, and the, the thing is, okay, we know what Survivor Series is supposed to be. We know how much it lost, it, it's lost its prestige. But in this one particular promo, you made absolutely no sense. We have we have two weeks to go before this goddamn thing. You you have spent no time building it up whatsoever because you spent so much goddamn time booking that other show like it's going to be WrestleMania or some shit. Now, in, in, in all fairness, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, from from what I understand, the actual content of the show that shall, shall not be named um, was actually better than Re- WrestleMania um, in in a lot of people's minds. Now, I can't comment on that because, like I said, I I didn't watch it. But the point is. You spent so much time and energy on that, and then you got you got three weeks to to go at the time until, until Survivor Series, and in all that time, you have done nothing to build what is supposed to be one of your big four pay per views on the calendar, and um, and it, it so all in all. This makes absolutely no sense, and you know it just goes back to what I what I have always said. WWE makes itself look so stupid, and and you know, and we as fans are supposed to believe like, oh, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. You know, why are you wasting your time watching it? Um, because. We are pro wrestling fans who want compelling television. We are cheering for these people. We are begging you to give us something to give a shit about because that is what 
the wrestling product is supposed to be emotional investment in characters that we can believe in because the entire purpose of what WWE calls sports entertainment and what I call professional fucking wrestling is supposed to be emotional investment and I'm not supposed to get upset when when the biggest show in professional wrestling history in terms of television presents us with this stupid shit? Okay, somebody needs to explain that to me. So that, that all wrapped up into one, uh, I hope, somewhat succinct rant uh, embodies my low light. But, uh, but Elio, what do you think about this? Because I'm, I'm sitting here and my head's about to explode. About yeah. about oh, about this whole Survivor Series thing. Yes. Yeah. It, uh, I I saw the teams and uh, uh, I don't know how I don't know what to think about the Survivor Series. You know what? I really wish they would have put NXT in there somewhere. I don't understand what they're doing. I, that one year they had NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. All well, three brands. Well, you know they're not. I I agree with you, okay. But this is why the NXT 2.0 should have never existed. But we've gone on so many rants regarding that. I'm not gonna waste everybody's time tonight doing that um, because I'm all I'm already getting sweaty from getting uh, frustrated. Um, but uh, this is just oh my god in heaven. You know, I because we went over the Survivor Series team live on the on the air uh, three nights ago when 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 the news was just released. You know, I I went over the teams and I'm and I think I said something to the degree, oh, oh my God, these teams look weak as hell. You know, I just uh, anyway before before I get too upset. Elio, why don't you give me a break and give me your highlights? I'm going to do just that, and you know what? I'm going to give my highlights to Biggie and Chad Gable. I, I really enjoyed that match. Absolutely. And I'll give you another another highlight was the Seth Rollins uh, Kevin Owens match. But holy crap, the lowlights. Okay, you know what? They spent, I don't know how long, on the stupid 24-7 segment. Thank you. Jeez, what? Corey Graves, Byron Sachs, are you serious? Yeah. And, and, that, and that women's uh, whatever it was, that five-way or four-way match? Five-way, yeah. That was bad, too. And that backstage segment with the with all the women. And there was there was a particular purpose why why I didn't mention that in my lowlights because I was because I'm talking about an overall theme going into a pay per view. But in terms of this show, um, I'm I'm so glad that, that um, you mentioned that um, because I 100% agree with you. This may have been. I'm not even going to say may have been. This was the stupidest segment in the history of the 24-7 title. How 
I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm repeating myself. The title of this podcast is gonna be Now Look Number Two because we've already we've already had uh, that title before, but it's like you know it's gonna be the return of our iconic uh, you know catchphrase as the title because this is just you know how can anybody one look at this on a script and say this is good television. And then, I don't know if you caught this, but on social media, when they were when they were touting Byron Saxton winning the title, and you know, and they had the picture of him, you know, holding up the belt and stuff like that, they spelled his fucking name wrong. Oh no! How did they spell what? His first name or his last name? His first name. They spelled it B R Y O N. I'm like, you know. Wow. Wow. This just, you know, because I worked in TV for for quite a while as a as an intern going through college, um, and um, and the 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 whole thing that was drilled into me more than anything else was make sure that you proofread and double check everything that you're doing because when this goes on the air and you make a mistake like the one that was made um, with the Brian Saxton um, it just screams amateur at the keyboard oh my god that that is terrible (laughs) And this was just amateur hour live on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, it's almost comedic how bad this That was bad thing. Corey Graves just uh, from behind, he rolls up fucking, uh, Akira Tazawa. Like, seriously? And I just don't, like, I don't get it. I, I sit up at nights. Well, not really. Just just when I'm forced to watch Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, "How am I going to make a, this a compelling segment talking about Monday Night Raw?" Because there is just there's almost nothing to grasp onto as being solid on a consistent basis. So anyway, um. Was that all for your... I don't even think I gave my highlights now come to think about it. I think I stuck Well, no, I think the... you, you agree with me on uh, Biggie and Chad Gable as, as a highlight. Because that yeah. was my highlight. And they came yeah. on Seth Rollins. A- absolutely. Because the rest of it was all lowlights. Ross sucked this week. It was so bad. It was, it was, it was awful. I, no. I can't believe they gave one, two... Three, four, five segments to the twenty-four-seven title. Oh my God! This, uh, uh, you know what I think? New- you know what I think, Ben? What's I that? Think we should, I think we should just uh, move into first gear and go full gear ahead with the uh, Sunday's pay-per-view. Or you should say move out of first gear with yeah, Monday Yeah, move out of first gear into second. And and move into full gear for actually what's known as professional wrestling rather than sports entertainment. Yes. Just, and 
Let's talk about the good shit that we got going on this weekend with AEW Full Gear. That is a wonderful idea, Elio. Yes, the, see, see, freaking Raw got me all, all tongue-tied. I'm, I'm messing up my words now. Jeez. Well, it, well, it's just like I couldn't, I couldn't find uh, the word I was looking for earlier with dis- disjointed, but... But it's like, you know, I get distracted when I have to deal with stupid shit like Big Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, alright, so Full Gear, Saturday night. From Minneapolis, Minnesota to Target Center. Ben, we have a total of eight matches. Um, Let's go bottom to top because the top is for the AEW World Championship. Absolutely, let's do it, man. So let's start. We have our first match up is a Falls Count Anywhere match. We have Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus Super Click. Adam Cole and the Young Bugs. I don't know. Are they? Is that is that their name? Super yeah. Click. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it actually is. Oh okay. No, I just I thought that was that was some a word someone made up. Okay, go on. No, but it, it's it's gonna. Well, their their name should their name should be the elite. That, that's um, right. I thought they were the super elite. Is what well, I'm well, saying. Well, I I thought they were too, but then they started calling them the super clutch. Okay. All right. So that's <laughs> our whatever. first match. But anyway, it's it's very it's very obvious to me that it, it's got to be Adam Cole and company. Yeah, I'm going with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Next up, we have. A singles match, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. I'm going with CM Punk. Absolutely. And, you know, CM Punk's return has been awesome as a wrestling fan. I've loved it. Um, but in terms of in terms of storytelling with CM Punk, I feel like this is his first opportunity to do something uh, that that is going to... That is gonna like last longer than just be like the prototy- uh, the uh, typical um, dream match scenario. Like I'm really looking forward to the storyline ramifications of this. I think that this match is going to be fantastic. Next we have Darby Allen versus Ben's favorite AEW star MJF. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I'm going with Darby Allen. Well, I think I think it sh- I think it should be Darby Allen to tell you the truth. Um, but um, but it, I think it's going to be MJF. But I gotta say, I'm not a fan of Wardlow. I thought no. at the beginning, I thought okay, maybe there might be something more to this guy, but no. No, but um, I agree. Um, but do you want to hear something funny? So as as you were uh, dealing with your technical issues um, before we got on the air, I went and I looked at uh, potential news items for tonight's podcast, and I saw I saw an article that fits in perfectly with with MJF. Uh, his his parents actually called him like the the poster boy for uh, for like contraception or something. Um, let me, actually, let me, um, get the exact wording for that, because I, 
I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and I wanna I wanna do it justice in in my reporting as as I'm talking about it. Okay. Um, let me let me see if I can if I can find it. Okay. Well, uh, while my co-host is doing that, uh, we're gonna move on to the next match, which is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It is the Lucha Brothers, the current champions, defending against FTR, who are the Triple H champions. I, I'm sorry, I thought the way they won the Triple H championships was really stupid. Um, yeah, I agree. So, who you got for this one? I'm going to go with the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, because they just won them. I absolutely agree. I I have the same pick. I just don't understand why FTR is the Triple A champions. <laughs> why? I, I I don't either. And and the whole the the whole costume thing that they had going on is still giving me nightmares. That's why I'm saying I didn't like I hated the way they won it. It was just terrible. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of uh speaking of what MJF's mom thinks is Oh terrible, okay, so we found I, it. Yeah, I, I found what I was talking about. Okay. So, um, so she, she talked to, uh, to a, um, uh, actually she talked to Busted Open Radio. Uh, his mom's name is, uh, Nina Friedman. And, and, um, she actually, um, she actually said that, um, I, I got to tell you, here's what I thought. I think Max should be the face of every advertisement and health class of why you should use birth control. That is my honest opinion. He is so ridiculously disrespectful. He is beyond ungrateful. I cannot get over oh, what he has turned into. Damn. I, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, and then, and then she goes on to say, regarding his upbringing, I now obviously this is all in character stuff. This is, we're we're not being serious uh, here, but this this is what she said. I wouldn't call him a man. That's number one. Uh, n- number number two is that he was born with such a silver spoon, given everything. Nurtured, we were the number one supporters of his dreams, and what do we get? It's outrageous. I'm embarrassed. He's a disgrace to our family, and lots of luck to him. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not tolerating this bullshit. Okay. Uh, and, and then, to, to, to finish it off, this this is what she, she, she actually said. She wants to be emancipated from him. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says he is he is the most despicable human being. Uh, am, am I allowed to file for emancipation? Is that allowed? Am I allowed to to file emancipation from him? That's all I want to know. <laughs> it, it is hilarious. <laughs> Wow. When I saw that, I started laughing my ass off. 
So, so that that is kind of why I want MJF to win because I just want to I just want to see this kind of stuff continue. We need her in AEW as a character. I know. Forget forget uh, Vicky Guerrero. Get her out of there. No disrespect to Vicky. Yeah. Um, but no, um, we need we need uh, MJF Swap as a character. <laughs> yeah, we need we need Mila Freeman stats. So. Tony Khan, Tony Khan, open up that, open up that, uh, the checkbook and cut her to check. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Alright, so our next match is a Minneapolis street fight. Inner Circle versus American Top Team and Men of the Year. I am going with Inner Circle. I gotta tell you, I really don't care, but obviously I, I agree. I'm, I would have to say Inner Circle. No, I don't care about this match. Either group. I don't care about either group. So, uh. I, I, you know, it's like, I, it's like I've said from the get-go. The fact that, that, um, that oh, I'm blanking. But what, what is his name? Uh, Lam- Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. The fact that Dan Lambert is the most relevant thing about this uh, about this feud is ridiculous, and I'm not saying he's not good at what he does. Like he can cut a very good heel promo, but I just I really don't care about this whole entire business. Now our next match is an AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship match is Brian Danielson versus Miro. I know who should win, but I'm gonna have to go with Brian Danielson. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Even though I think Miro should win because you know, like he, he his character has has uh, come a long way from when he first came into AEW. Yeah, I mean that, that's an that's an argument that makes a lot of sense. It's just I think we both know that um, it's going to be uh, Brian Danielson. All right, then we have a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. I'm gonna have to go with Britt Baker. Oh my! I don't care. And and no. Then the other thing too is wasn't it supposed to be Chris Statlander? What happened to that? Was that match changed? Because well, that's what, was it supposed to be? Or I, I think oh, so. Was it or was it someone else? I don't even know. Man, did that that women this women's division is so messed up with the. Uh, who well, was I, next in line for the championship? I thought rankings meant something. Obviously, they don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because uh, that's you saying that is the first time I've heard of 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 Tay Conti getting a championship match. And that brings us to our main event: the AEW World Championship, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. I think it, it still has to be now. Now this is how I would do it before I give you my actual prediction. I think it still has to be Kenny Omega because Adam Adam Page will be ready, but he was off TV for a while. Um, but beyond even being off TV, I would just hold off on him for. 
for a couple more months and let him really get hot again and then put it on him. And then in addition to that, um, you know, Kenny Omega just reformed this this super click thing from Japan. Still, you know, the super uh, click or whatever they're calling it. And, you know, so I, I don't see, I don't see him losing it now, now that he's got more backups than ever. Um, but, um, so this is a really tough prediction because I can honestly see it going either way. Um, I'm going to have to say, um, Hangman Adam Page because, because I think the I think the thought process will be well they've been sitting on him since uh, you know since the inception of AEW uh, to be um, world champion since he went one on one with Jericho, um, but um, I I I would be very happy if they held off one more pay per view. But my official prediction has to be uh, Hangman Adam Page. Okay, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega, and I will tell you why. After that last match he had with Brian Danielson on AEW Dynamite that ended in a draw, no one won, so this is going to lead to Danielson Omega 2. I, w- I would absolutely love that, and that's what I want to happen. So I'm I, going with Kenny Omega. I agree. Alright, so that is our predictions for AEW Full Gear. It should be an interesting pay-per-view. I'm looking more forward to this than uh, any other of the other shows that we have this weekend. Especially the one we had last night. But yeah. then, <laughs> we're going to take a small break so I can set up the top ten list. Cool. Alright, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Alright, Ben, so I have our first list uh, queued up, and this it comes to us from the L.A. Mike Rex. Oh my god. Are is you this, ready? Is this going to be a tra- uh, like a train wreck on an L.A. highway somewhere? This is ranking the WWE themes. Here we go. Fit here. At number 10, we have Naomi. 
why is it even on there? Like, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, hold on. This is what you did to me. I hold you personally responsible for this. Oh. Because you mean to tell me that you came onto our show and expected me to do a review of a list that has Naomi <laughs> and, and Stone Cold Steve Austin in the same list competing for a top spot. Fuck right off. <laughs> At number nine, we have Charlotte Flair. <laughs> At number eight, this is a travesty. Bobby Lashley. What in the fuck is going on? (laughs) At number wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute. So just to clarify, and I'm I'm not being a smartass. I'm seriously asking you this. This is supposed to be a um a top ten. Themes of all time? According, uh, not of all time. According to this person, it's just ranking the top ten themes according to them. Okay. Well, then this list fucking sucks. <laughs> because here we go at number seven, we have Becky Lynch. And number six, we have Goldberg. Oh, oh, Here's the top five. Are you ready? I don't think so. At number five, we have Brock Lesnar. <laughs> At number four, we have Beth Phoenix. Another one that I don't even know why she's on the list. What? Here are the top three. Are you okay? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a bit of a problem. Hold on. Number three, we have Sheena Baszler. What? No, ladies, uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, the reason why you 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 won't understand this because it'll all be edited together. But we just had to take a very um quick break because right at, right at the end there is Elio was going over this list with, with Brock Lesnar and Beth Phoenix I, I I could not contain myself and I I was um, I was having difficulty and I started to cough and so I took the headphones off so it, it wouldn't come through very much you might catch it a little bit this list is actually making me ill. What in the hell is going on here? No, 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 no. I, I, want, I want your thoughts on this. Because this, this is the worst list I've ever came across. In, in what world do you put Brock Lesnar, Best Phoenix... First of all, you put Beth Phoenix ahead of Brock Lesnar, so you can just fuck right off right there. But the, you're you're putting all of these people on the same list. Now I understand it's just themes, but still, 
you have made you have made history on this show. You have made me physically ill to the point where we had to stop the show. And Elio, it's like I said before, I blame you personally for this. You expect me to go on a rant, and really I did too. But you actually succeeded in making me physically ill. I didn't even mean to do that. Why did, uh, Why are we having this conversation? At number two, we have Bret Hart. Oh. And number one, <laughs> number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, well, at least one and two were decent, but the rest of your your list absolutely sucks. It's on my list, but, 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 okay, I have another one. I haven't even listened to this other list, so I don't even know what's on here. What's the, and is this another themes list, or what, what's yeah, it's the... it's another themes list, uh, so I, I don't even know what's on here, so I'm just like... Hold on. Let me, um, let me take a drink before we get started, so I don't have another coughing fit. All right. Hold on. We did not expect that, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay, we're gonna fix everything when we go into time warp. Yeah, and 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 the, the um the wrestling roulette will and the movies will be fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I like you. I don't know what's on this list. So here we go. <laughs> what? Oh my God! <laughs> Why? Oh my god. Why? Pause it right now. Oh my. No, no, no. Pause it. Hold on. Like, pause it. Okay, what? Ladies and gentlemen, you mean to tell me that Best Phoenix made two. Again, I know. Two lists. Themes list. Are you high? Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you where she's ranked on this list after. No, no wonder the IWC gets made fun of so much because this is atrocious. Okay, Ben. Wait a minute. Okay, so I think I figured this out. Cause you didn't. You didn't give a title going into this because you didn't know. But from no, from I, what, yeah, but I'm seeing a pen here. All diva scenes. Oh, hold on. There's one more. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I agree. I agree with that. But if that is not number one, I am going. First, first of all, this this list even sucks. Even though I, I figured out what it is, but it still sucks. Okay. Um, oh God. Okay. Go ahead. At number ten, we have Sunny. 
Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You don't like that? Do, do, you don't like no, that no, no, Sonny should be higher on the list. I mean, good God. That, I mean, she's she's the original diva for fuck's sake. I, 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 no, I mean, you have Beth Phoenix. Oh, God. Number eight, you have Becky Lynch. <laughs> number seven. Number seven, you have two Stratus. You put Trish Stratus at number seven. She, she's the most successful diva in history outside of Charlotte Flair. And number, number six, you have Victoria. Okay, well, that should be higher because that's one of the coolest themes ever. Right? All the things you said, I love that theme. Number five, yeah, he was the top five. Number five, you have China. Okay. Number four, you have Lita. Fuck right off. Fuck, okay. If we... Here's the top three. <sighs> AJ Lee is at number three. Sasha <laughs> Banks. Sasha Banks is at number two. Number one is Paige. Uh, I want you... <laughs> no, 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 no. Because... You need to help me here because the people cannot see what I'm doing, okay? Okay. Can you describe to the people what I've been doing for the last 45 seconds? Okay, for the last 45 seconds, ladies and gentlemen, Michael has been giving a big fuck you to this list because this is atrocious. I mean, even I don't like this list. This is ridiculous. How is Paige's name number one? Okay, first of all... Remember how I said that if one is in particular that you listed is not number number one, I'm gonna have a problem. Well, that that thing that I'm talking about is Lita. Is Lita. Yes, a- absolutely. Because that's just a badass song, badass theme that fits her for everything. Now, I will agree that Sasha Banks belongs in the in the top two. I think I think you had her as number two, so I'll yep. agree with you there. But but the rest of this list, what in the living bejesus is going on? You mean to tell me that you are going to put Paige above above China? What in the world is happening here? No. No, like this, this belongs in the time warp segment a little bit later on, people. I feel like this is the twilight zone, and I have woken up in some sort of hellhole that I can't get out of, and I need to make a call to, you know, Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future to come fix the DeLorean. What the fuck is this? No, we're we're gonna fix that the one. We're gonna go back to the eighties, sir. I mean, good God! Maybe maybe I should maybe I should huff some of the gas that fuels the DeLorean. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, the, uh, that brings us to our time. Or, no, no, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. The the I I don't mean to insult the flux capacitor, but I need to huff something to get over this list. <laughs> 
Okay, well, uh, what do you say? We uh, fire up the morning and go back to 1988 for an please, episode of Memphis. Please, I, I need something to, to wash the taste of that list out of my mouth. So, Memphis Wrestling, April 16th, 1988. We start with highlights of the Jerry Lawler Kurt Hennig match. Because Hennig was brought in as a, to collect a bounty and put on Lawler's head. Okay, yeah, there, I remember um, in a previous installment we were going over a bounty, so this was a theme. Okay. Alright. So this explains <clears throat> why he got involved in, in the original Lawler and Gilbert match. Wasn't paid money, but was promised. Oh, this is a Scotty Body interview. He got involved in the Lawler match, but he didn't get paid, and he was promised a date with Missy Hyatt, Scotty the Body, I'm talking about. So oh they even had him uh, getting involved. So clear, clearly they stole from, uh, or clearly um, Raven and uh, Beulah McGillicuddy stole a little bit from this um, storyline, maybe, because uh, remember, like, in the ECW where, um, you know, Raven wanted a date with her, so that sounds familiar. And it's interesting that uh, Raven is the same guy in both companies. <laughs> yeah, so cl- so clearly, um, clearly uh, Scott Levy, aka Raven, has a problem getting dates. So here we go in the next match. The, actually, the first match because we started this uh, show with the, the interview. So in the sec- first match, Jerry Lawler defeats Scott Levy. With a fist drop from the second rope. Okay. Then we get video of Eddie Gilbert talking about how he'll do anything he has to to get to Lawler. And that brings us to Tommy and Doug Gilbert taking on the Bruce Brothers, which results, which ends in a double disqualification. Then we have an interview with AWA World Champion Kurt Hennig explaining his actions. From the top of the show where we saw the highlights of uh, the match. Then we get Cherry Jerry interview followed by a Brickhouse Brown interview. Where he's getting involved now and he vows to collect a $25,000 bounty. Oh god. Then we have Gary Young and Max Payne versus Kenny Wayne and Tom Brandy. That match is thrown out. We followed that with the Cuban Assassins defeating Scott Steiner and Ricky Nelson. Oh, Scott Steiner made an appearance. That's cool. And in the main event, Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis, Steve Kern, and Mike Graham defeat Blue Knight, Keith Eric, and Rough and Ready. I'm surprised that was the main event, though. I, I, I would have expected... One one of the bounty matches to be the main event because so, that seems like an ongoing theme, right? So, uh, like all these uh, all these uh, Memphis shows, they're pretty cool, but they all seem to somewhat blend together. Well, <laughs> yeah, notice that. Yeah, they do. Okay, so that brings us to our second one. This is a video I just saw last week, Hulk Hogan's Unseen Matches. You said it's... You bet it'd be hard to find a handful of uh, his matches from 91. Yeah. 
However, uh, the following list of matches I have took place in 1991 when the WWF was in a working had a working relationship with a Japan promotion called Super World Super No Sports World Series. Oh yeah, okay. Sports World Series and. This is where they have all these matches. So the first one I have is, and I want to keep uh, these, this date in particular in your mind because we're going to take a look at this on a future episode. Yeah. So Saturday, March 30th, 1991, WrestleFest from the Tokyo Dome. It was the Road Warriors defeating Hulk Hogan and Shinkiro Tenryu. I've never heard of that guy. Uh, he was a big uh, name in, over in Japan in the 90s. Cool. Then we go to Tuesday, January 1st, 1991. Wrestle Dream in Kobe World Hall. 5,877 fans uh, were, were in attendance to, for the WBF World Championship match. Hulk Hogan defeating Yoshiaki Yatsu. Then we go to sorry. Well, I, I'm I'm having I'm so wait wait a minute. So you is is this all the Hulk Hogan stuff or or yes sir? Well, okay okay. Because I was I was confused. I th- I thought for a second we were going over a card. No no um, you no know these are like different matches. It was like it's like a compilation. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So now, this is uh, where it gets a little tricky because the next match didn't have him involved at all. So this was on Thursday, December 12, 1991. It was a tag team championship match. The Road Warriors defeated Natural Disasters. And that is, uh, those are basically uh, the matches uh, that they had on there. Because uh, these... uh, J- J- these are Japan cards that matches go go really long, like 30, 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's why I got confused because I, th- I thought these were all going to be Hulk Hogan stuff, and we started going over Japan cards. So I was like, Well, no, they see all of his matches. They were all over in Japan back in 1991 because... Oh, okay. Because uh, WWF had a working relationship with the Sports World Series. Okay, uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm sorry. I, I was just momentarily confused. That's that's all. We're good. So um, the next one we're going to have, uh, we're going to take a look at this one on Tuesday, we said, because you're not going to be around this weekend. No, uh, and I apologize for... Um, for doing that, and um, but but um, it just so happens that I'm, the the final show of the year for the company that I'm that I work with is um, it, you know is this weekend uh, the same day as uh, AEW, um, and I just I just don't want to miss that particular show. So. Okay. So uh, the next our next show will be on Tuesday. That will be the post um, full gear show, and uh, on uh, that 
edition of Time Warp, we will be taking a look at Randy Savage's unseen matches from the 1990s. And these are the same deal. It's uh, WWF's working relationship with Japan. So uh, all these matches will be taking place in Japan. Yeah. All right, so Ben, we we are second last, our second last segment. We have our movies. Yeah, I have a couple that I didn't see this week. And uh, for the first time, I am going to uh, contribute some of the, um, some movies of my own. So I'm looking forward to this. So the first one is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly because I finally sat down to watch it. This is why I can't sit down and watch a three-hour movie when it's on TV live. I have to watch the tape because this way I can pause it whenever I want. Yeah. And by the way, in my house, when this movie's on, nobody talks because my dad will tell you to be quiet. <laughs> no one talks when The Good, Clint woods on the screen. Well, I agree. So th- that rule, I definitely agree with. Uh, then I saw, okay, I saw this. Actually, uh, before I get into the next movie, I should bring up one that I mentioned on a previous episode of the Pete Spiritual Sing podcast. And that is um, The Booker from 2011. Yeah. Alright. Now, Ben, um. Alright, so let me pull up the synopsis for this because it's uh, going to be fresh memory on uh, what this movie is. So it's called The Booker, it is from 2011. So let's look that up. The Booker. Live. You know, some sometimes. So sometimes things happen and we have to fill up, um, you know, awkward little pauses with amusing little antidotes. Um, <laughs> antidotes? You mean anecdotes? Okay, here we go. So the synopsis, basically, this is one line you're a, that... You're this, a smart-ass, Professor Canelli. Get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> come on. Okay, this is uh, basically this one line uh, sums up the whole movie. So it is one man's quest to save the art of pro wrestling one match at a time. Well, that, good lord, do, doesn't that sound apropos for what we're dealing with <laughs> right? in, in today's day and age with WWE? My so, God. So give me like two seconds to queue up this uh, part because I recorded what uh, a short audio clip from the movie. This is the ending of the movie. All right, I'm going to go to the second pin where it's at, and here we go. Let me just adjust the volume here, and... Wiped out. Um, but I think what it is, I think what I feel is, I know that this is the right thing for me to do. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to run a fucking wrestling show. Am I perfect at it yet? No. But something in me tells me I know what I'm doing. I know when to give talent, you know, a wide berth and let them do their thing. I know 
show that I want. Treat them like artists, but me with an eye on the big picture. Absolutely. So there we go. That and uh, hey, hey, Vince and Bruce, are you taking notes? <laughs> so that is from 2011. It is called The Booker. It is. The main character, it was filmed in documentary style. The main character is Steve Scarborough. And he, it's set in 2008. He comes to Atlanta and he, he uh, rents out the relapse theater and uses it, places a ring in the backstage area and uses that as a training school. Oh, that's cool. So that, and that is how he, um, Built, um, he built his wrestling school, and that is how he, the end, how he uh, led led up to his uh, first show. And actually, um, I believe a couple of years later, they uh, had their 100th show, but they still don't have a television deal. This is a PWE, the Phoenix Wrestling Academy. Oh, definitely. So that is, uh, that's uh, the booker f- that I mentioned. Um, okay, in the last movie I want to bring up, Ben. Yeah. 1995, have you ever heard of a movie called Johnny Mnemonic? No. <clears throat> All right. Okay, this one, I, I always heard about it, I never saw it. So, here we go. Johnny Mnemonic, this movie stars Keanu Reeves, okay? So, a data courier literally carrying a data package inside his head must deliver it before he dies from the from the burden or is killed by the Yakuza, which is the Japanese Mafia. Right. This movie, okay, now remember, came out in 1995. So, I'm going to tell you the timeline because the timeline it shows up at the beginning of the movie. This movie is set... In, on Thursday, January 17th, 2021. Okay, cool. <laughs> a movie from 1995 set in the year 2021. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, why I was like, that's why I was like, cool, because it, 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 it took a split second for that to connect. Because I mean, it just... It, it I had never seen this movie, but I heard about it. But like, in for nineteen ninety five, this guy was doing some weird shit. Like he was like downloading data and um, do uh, like mini micro CDs and like USB things. Like, what is going on? Oh yeah, the early days of the internet, baby. And this was like two years after the internet, uh, because. 1993 uh, was... Uh, wait, so, wait, so, th- so that makes it even more funny. So the movie is set in 2021, but it's, it's the beginning of the internet era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the internet <laughs> really started growing in 94, but I started working... I was testing out the early models in 93 because my school was one of the first that got the internet. And so in like, 1995, I had gotten my first email address. Oh, little Elio. <laughs> so, that was, so no, it's funny. Well, I, 
I can't call you little because you were like twenty one at the time. No, so. I, I, I just find it like gangster, like uh, the, like nineteen ninety five, and it's set in twenty twenty one. It's like wow, like he was doing stuff that we're doing right now. Only he was doing it in ninety five. Yeah. So so it's my my, my movie list. Uh, there are two that I still have to watch. Um, One's called, like, A Star's Born, and I forget what the other one's called, A Summer Place. But those are, like, old movies I can watch whenever I want. Whenever I want. Cool. So what, what do you have on your list? So the, the first one is uh, Seven. Uh, yep, Seven. As, as I mentioned earlier, it's, um, sorry, Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Kevin Spacey. Um, and um, it is about a uh, retiring detective who is um, who is scheduled to leave the force in a week and he and his his incoming re- replacement end up on the trail of a uh, of a serial killer who's uh, modus operandi is based on the seven deadly sins, and um, and so I absolutely love that movie because he he gets caught on purpose because he well he doesn't actually get caught he um, he surrenders himself okay um, at a certain point in the, in the in the movie and you would think that. Okay, why would a serial killer do that? But but it was part of his grand picture to complete the last um, two murders of his plan because the the plan was for him to commit seven murders all based on the deadly sins, and he had, he had gotten through five of them, and um, you know so the detectives were kind of racing to. To get to him, so that they were very mystified when um, he just very calmly walked in, covered in blood, and and surrendered himself because he had just committed the fifth murder. And, but the sixth and seventh murder, um, I forget what they were. Uh, one was envy, and then I forget the other one. Um, but it was it was done to. Um, Oh yeah, it was envy and wrath based on Pitt and Spacey because uh, apparently Kevin Spacey respected the the detectives for some reason, and um, obviously he's psychotic. And then he um, and then Spacey represented. Uh, uh, represented uh, or Pitt represented wrath, I should say, because the final um, the final crime was that he um, he cut off uh, the the head of of Pitt's character of Pitt's wife's character and put it in a box, which um, which led to um, which led to him getting exactly what he wanted, which which was um, Pit killing him, um, because because in his mind, completing this ultimate picture was a way to uh, make sure he was remembered. Okay. 
and the the movie is just so so good in my opinion that I just ha- had to uh, had to bring it up on this one. All right, and uh, what was your next one? So my last one was, you know, admittedly a, little, a, a lot more, you know, hokey and campy kind of thing. Uh-oh. But but it kind of it, it's funny because it kind of ends up fitting with the the character that Elio used as we were going on the air to scare the crap out of me. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Christopher Lee because the the second movie is Van Helsing. Which was uh, based on uh, Dracula's uh, killer, and um, he lost his, his memory. This was the twenty, the two thousand four version starring Hugh Jackman, but it was a um, a bounty hunter who lost his memory. Um, but he is he sent to uh, investigate. Um, investigate Dracula in um, Transylvania um, and uh, because because he was going after the last surviving member of a family so that he could um, his his children could could be born um, and the way to do that was to kill the last surviving member of, of that family so um, but I um, so this one was a little bit more campy because it was it was a lot of more comedy. It wasn't like um, a, a serious take on Dracula, um, but it was. I just um, I really like that movie because um, it, it just it makes me laugh and. Uh, and Kate Beckinsale is, oh my god, hello. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it, I started laughing my ass off when you were, um, when you, when I made the connection between Christopher Lee playing Dracula and my intention to talk about Van Helsing, because in this movie, the, the secret to killing Dracula, which is what they're trying to figure out through the whole movie, is to become a werewolf oh. and and kill him that way because none of the none of the traditional um, ways of killing Dracula are working on him. Um, so so they kind of figured out the the reason why he was using werewolves to do his bidding was to keep them close to him so that it, um. So, so that they would fall and do his bidding and not kill him. So the whole uh, premise of that was very uh, interesting to me. Wow. Okay, so those are two movies? Absolutely. Oh yeah, but before we go, I'm going to give a shout out to another shout out to my two friends on TikTok, Darth Gregor and Blaze. Because they're all into these movies and they talk about movies every Saturday night and wrestling. And Ben, I know you cringe when I give my shoutouts, but work with me here because this time there is a good reason for this. And what is that? I was on TikTok. I was hanging out with Blaze and Darth Greg. 
And I met one person in there who I have to give a shout out to, LJH Productions, because he knows who we are. He listens to our show. Oh, cool. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I mean, so I showed it to him because I, I went in there on Saturday night. I hang out with him after we do our show. I go in and I told him I gave them a shout out on the, on the last show. And then um, I brought up our podcast, the PMC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And this guy just out of nowhere messages me and says, we're on Overcast. And he listens to us. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> So there we go. So a shout out to Darth Gregor, Blaze, and LJH. And now we're going to move on to the wrestling roulette. Absolutely. I cannot wait. All right. Let so, me, actually, actually, let me just make sure that all my tabs are muted so I can hear the music. Okay. I think we're good. All right. So I'm going to play 21 themes. My uh, co-host just has to guess whose entrance theme they are. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here she comes again, like good medicine. Every step she takes. That uh, that song has actually appeared on a previous edition of the uh, wrestling roulette. We don't, we do, we don't set this up. This is all random, but it is once again uh, Maria Canellis. Yes. All right, here we go, number two. I have no earthly idea. No guess? No. Kenny Omega. Oh, oh my God. That's embarrassing. But you know, I can, I can never I can never hear the beginning of his theme over no, Darren Ca- over Darren Callis's screeching on commentary. But even on here, it's like it's so low, and it builds up. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have to start mixing these up because we're we're getting repeats. Uh, that was uh, Chris Masters. Yes, Chris Masters. Well, was, uh, every week I add new ones. I just have to add some new ones. Yeah. Obviously, Randy Orton, which which is so much better than uh, the RK Bro version. It's just oh, uh, that's so bad. You know what? That's not a new theme. That's just his theme with the riddle saying "bro" over and over. Well, I know, but you know, even the cartoon, uh, you know, vipers with the hat and all. Like, I get it, but it's just kind of dumb. Undertaker Ministry of Darkness. Now, okay, do you are you do you have the are you keeping count of how many things? Yeah, that, right. yeah, that was four. 
Wait. Cole, obviously. What do you think, Barry? I guess uh, WB theme or is AEW theme better? I like the WWE theme better. They kind of sound. They kind of sound similar, though. Yeah. Fucking clue. Not even a guess. Skinner? I don't know. Jake the Saint Roberts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's his, that's his uh, 2014 version of his theme. Wow. That yeah. That's uh yeah. I think I mentioned that on a previous edition of the show that I wouldn't have recognized that theme before. Okay. What are we up to? Uh. I think six. And how many do you have? Your score? Um, it was four and two, I think. Alright, not bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's another Ministry of Darkness theme. Yes, I don't know why they have like all these uh, similar versions though. This is from Uncaged 14. So it's yeah. five, and, 5 and 2. Yeah. I, was that ever used as a theme? I mean, I mean, obviously, I recognize who it is because I'm not a dumbass. But I mean, you know, or, I don't think that was ever used as a theme because because I know Sonny's voice from POD, and I um I don't recognize that as a theme. But obviously, Rey Mysterio. I see. It's not Rey Mysterio. It's Dominic Mysterio. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've never. Okay, well, they must have yeah, changed right, that. Right there, I, Dominic Mysterio. Oh damn! Okay. Yeah. Well, right. well, credit to credit to them for for crossing me up. So five, five and three. Okay. Oh, you know what? We've had enough Undertaker. We're gonna skip that one. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was a WCW theme. Because when I when it first started, I was gonna say, "Is that Jake Roberts again?" No, uh, no, it's a WCW theme. Um, can you play it again? I, uh, 
yeah, I really don't know. The Natural Born Thrillers. Yeah, I, I would not have guessed that. That was WCW 2000. <laughs> well, there you go. Nobody wanted to watch WCW in 2000. So, 5 and 3? 5 and 4. 5 and 4. See, these are the kind of people that I want to send after the people that made that list that I would have to suffer through earlier. <laughs> Two lists of absolute bullshittery, and I wish that Mark Henry would deliver a uh, world's strongest slam to these people. But I see, I have to ask, what do you think about Mark Henry in these backstage interviews? It's bad, because it's all it, the same. It is it's it, bad. It, it, it's all the same thing. He says the same stuff. Every week. And, and it's, it sounds so forced, too. He's not a backstage interviewer. Like, yeah. I, all respect to Mark Henry, but this role is not good for him. Six and four. Here we go. She's... <laughs> Really? Who could that possibly be? Oh, yes. Edge. Edge. Seven and four. It's okay. <laughs> you know you want that. <laughs> oh, my God. You <laughs> 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 can stop. Uh, and I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think hopefully she got that growth address, Jillian Hall. <laughs> Jillian Hall, oh my god, that, that was terrible. <laughs> Is that Hillbilly Jim? Nope. You, you, you never get this. This is like the third time. I, uh, yeah. I... This is a West Texas Rednecks. Rap is crap. Oh, God. Maybe it's just because I want to burn it from my memory because it was so painful. So we're on eight and five, right? Yeah. No, we already said we're not doing any more Undertakers. It, it sounds like something uh, King Regal would have come out to, but I can't really identify it, so... I, I guess I'm, I would have to say King Regal because that's my only guess. No, this is uh, The Rock Don Morocco. Oh, shit. That's that's embarrassing. Fuck. <laughs> eight, and, eight, and, eight and seven or is eight and six? Eight and six, I think. 
hell can you possibly get anything from that? I have no idea. No, we're going to skip that one. So that, but, that's a Christian's theme. But, I mean, there's... But you understand what I'm saying. There's yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even get that. Yeah. Nope, that's the double nothing theme. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> I love The Rock. The Rock in 9 and 7. There we go. No, 9 and... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, 9 and 6. 9 and 6. I'm sure. I'm sure he was getting down on his knees and crying after he got eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. Personally, I was clapping just because we wouldn't have to hear any more advertising for Dancing with the Stars on Monday Night Raw. But that was the Miz. Ten and six. And by the way, what was that Halloween thing he did? How did he dance to Darby Allen's theme? I I don't know. <laughs> I I, re- I really uh, I have no idea. Fandango, and actually, um, I actually got a kick out of this. I saw a recent interview from uh, Fandango, and he said that he hated the ballroom dancer gimmick. So, just like him saying that, he uh, he was upgraded in my book because that was terrible. And then um, I think I've mentioned this before, maybe on a much earlier edition of the, of the show. Um, but actually, his um, his attire is misleading because he um, he has like very very cool uh, leg sleeves on both legs for tattoos, mm-hmm. uh, based off of um, a lot of uh, musical th- um, like heavy heavy uh, metal bands, um, and uh, it's it's really cool. It's on an old edition of uh, Superstar Inc. with Corey Graves. Oh, okay. Man. Corey, so, Gra- Corey Graves definitely fits better in that role than he does as the 24-7 champion. Oh, right. my God. All right, London 6. Doing pretty good. All right. Yeah. You want to guess? Professor, you really are stumping me with that one. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, 12 and 6. Hmm, I hear a bagpipe. Roddy Piper? No. Hmm. Uh, 
as I sit right around doing ponder and thought. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be kicking myself once you tell me, but um, who was it? Drew McIntyre. Oh, shit. But, but actually, see, that makes sense that I wouldn't hear that. And I'll tell you why. Because of that goddamn pyro they used throughout his entire entrance. <laughs> right. So we are, um, 12 and 7. 7. Yeah. Right? Two more? Yeah. Well, good song, but who, who would they use it for? Um, shit. It's an, go- a, it's an AEW theme. Well, see, because uh, the AEW themes all suck. You can't hear them. But, and they all sound the same, too. Yeah, um... Nope. Yeah, just tell me, because I... War Horse. Uh, I just saw a, um, a report that he's... I didn't read it, but I saw the headline. Apparently, War Horse is coming back to AEW. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, he, um, he definitely got some hype on that one appearance. Like, he was a big deal. But honestly, no disrespect, man, whatsoever. But I, I, didn't, I didn't really see the hype. All right, so this is the last one. Yep. No, that's a King of the Ring pay-per-view thing. That's from Michael's. You threw me. You threw me a softball to end the show tonight, and thank. I should say thank you, um, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. All right, that is twenty-one entrance themes. Ben, well done. Yeah, I was. Uh, I believe. Um, what was I? Thirteen and. Thirteen and uh, eight. Yeah, not bad. All right, so. That brings our show to a close, Ben. So on Tuesday, we will be back with a post-show after full gear. That's another episode of the PNC Show Sing Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, guys. Thank you again for uh, hanging out with us. And we'll uh, see you for our um, full gear review. <laughs> I guarantee you it's going to be better than Survivor Series, but don't worry, we got you covered for that one, too. Plenty of fun... Unfortunately. (laughs) uh, Plenty of fun stuff, but enjoy the party this weekend, because I was sure as hell will myself. We'll see you later. Colossal, we come these renegades in the ring.